1: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Where would we be without computers? What was like a life like without uh, computers? Huh? How did we do anything uh, without these things? <laughs> Tech Talk is underway. Doug Swinard joining us. If you're having problems with that computer, hardware or software, whatever, feel free uh, to get in touch with us. You can still send a text to 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. And, Doug, you, you've been around computers a long time. You work on them. You help people with computers. But, but I thought about that the other day. What what did oh. we do before computers? How did we operate? What what, what was the world like? I, I can't even remember that.
0: You know- I watched this transition take place where computers in the home have gone from being a luxury or a toy, if you will, yeah. to an absolute necessity. there's I mean, no matter what you buy today, especially if it's a monthly service, uh, whether it be Comcast, Xfinity, CenturyLink, uh, the uh, Excel Energy, they all want you to go paperless, and to keep track of that, well, and your bank just loves it when you're paperless, plus it gives everybody a permanent record. It really makes sense, but you're right; they are indispensable. I don't remember not living with a computer. To be honest, it's um, it, it just kind of happened, but it happened in a hurry, didn't it?
1: Well, and it, it's funny because uh, we we were talking the other day about you know sharing stories with with the kids about this and that, and remembering way back when when we got our first black or first colored TV and all of that sort of thing and the microwave came up that that, we we didn't always have things like microwave ovens and that, that sort of thing now that is one modern convenience i believe i could do without i don't really use the microwave a ton so i i think of all the you know the cell phones the computers um i i think the microwave oven is at the top of the list of things that i could probably get by without but but you There's might as well funny. have
0: one of those too because they're so energy efficient.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Doug, we talk about printers from time to time, but mm-hmm. I, I ran into something that I think is going uh, people are going to relate to. I, I got a really nice HP LaserJet printer. Um, I, I like this printer. I, I configured. But oh my, when you need consumables, open up the wallet. So you know that that's the thing when we've talked about computers. Think about how you use it, what you need to print, and and beyond that, consumables. What are those ink or toner cartridges going to cause to you down the road? Because that is that is a huge part. You can get into a printer cheap or or like I say, I got this one for free and I'm like, oh wow, I got a laser printer. But I'll tell you what, uh, as I mentioned, the, the toner cartridges are not cheap.
0: Well, you must get a whole bunch of pages on. My experience, been that laser printers, especially like the 4,000, the old workhorses, they, they the toners, toner cartridges, it used to be, they were high buck, but they were 12,000 sheets of paper. Yeah. And they kick paper out at, at uh, 60 pages a minute. I had um, mortgage companies that had 11 employees, and they... These printers would run all day long and just efficient and run and run and run and run. Now, when they got to the inexpensive inkjet printers, they got out of hand. It's like, well, if you, you let them things in the printer for more than four to six weeks, and a lot of times people won't print yeah. color. They'll do birthday cards and things like that. Well, then they got to go buy new ones every time. Well, all of a sudden, that that forty-dollar cartridge charge, you might better better been better off to go buy a Hallmark card, right? It's, yeah. uh, no, you're yeah. absolutely correct. You watch those consumables now; they're aware of this, and printer companies are making adjustments. And I think Epson's doing a real good job on this as well.
1: Yeah, and you, you see the advertisements quite a bit uh, for the EcoTank line, mm-hmm. because once again, ink toner. When you if you're in the market for a new printer, do a little research on on consumables, because like I say, I love this laser printer, but Earlier today, and, and my daughter uses it. My wife uses it, so we're, we're all using it. And I, I use a fair amount of of the black toner because I'm printing out notes when I go out and I do games. Because sure. it's sometimes not convenient to have the laptop and look things up. So, so I print out notes. So I, I do a fair amount of printing on it. But boy, the 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 color toner cartridges, uh, woo, uh. I, I like I say, uh, close close to triple digits for one of these cartridges. So. Oh my. Yeah. By,
0: I, well we might have to help you search or, is it an orbit? Oh, no.
1: Like I say, I mean I I'm in the commercial printing business, so I know how to to, oh. to search for consumables on the print side and they're for, for this particular model they're they're not cheap. All right, let's get to the text line. 651-989-9226 six five one nine eight nine nine two two six speaking of printers uh purchased a new epson uh eco tank before covid started just refilled it for the first time today so much nicer than cartridges and you brought that up epson's really i think made a lot of inroads with this eco tank and maybe you've seen the ads i think shaquille o'neal is is doing the ads right now mm-hmm. so uh pretty good stuff uh Another one from our text line, I use c cleaner. I also have malware uh do you still recommend malware Let's talk about uh uh c cleaner and let's talk about uh malware are there, are those products that you still use today Doug
0: Oh well, you know if you're into a Windows Ten machine, I probably would not go with uh with c cleaner unless you decide to buy it. If you buy the pro version, it works just fine but i my favorite in the cleaning products, uh taking out the temp files and, and making sure everything is in place for your privacy and security and that whatnot. I really like um uh, provisor. PRIVAZER dot com. Wonderful program for Windows 10. Uh antivirus, I probably will be a big fan of malware bytes forever. I just like the company, I like the way they do support. Now that's it. ESET has made some moves. And their Internet protection, which really is antivirus and malware all in one, that's an, not an expensive program. They must have changed something. I've seen that running on three different computers over the last several weeks, and it's just a smoker. Uh, they got my attention. Uh, both these companies are in the U.S. I like that. I like the fact that they're, they will do support and do it in a hurry, and they're not overpriced at all. Yeah, It is important if you're running a Windows machine to have extra software and to have those cleaning products that will keep your system optimized. Th- these are very, very important, and they're not that expensive if you decide to buy them. But Provisor, it's still open source, might not be for long, but it's a great product as well. Yeah, these are really good products, both of them.
1: Doug's in, Tech Talk underway. If you want to talk to Doug via text, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. Quick break. We'll come back. Uh, We'll talk Chromebooks and much, much more when we get back here on Tech Talk on a Saturday. Tech Talk continues with Doug. He's good enough to join us. Doug Swinhart. And we should point out we'll have Doug's phone number and email at the end of the program. Let's jump into the text line. Uh, 2017 Chromebook. stopped communicating with my Canon MX490 printer of the same vintage. Got notice that the printer would no longer be supported about eight months ago. I thought that was for updates. Does that mean it won't work anymore? What could be going on here, Doug? All right, Doug. Here we go. thing.
0: That's. I would. I think I would go into your Chrome settings and your Chromebook and delete it completely out and see if you can reinstall it. And I would also take that printer and see if I can connect it to a PC. Something's wrong. That that is. I've never heard of such a thing. But you got an announcement. That made sense to so what they said. Was well, they're not going to support it anymore. Well, so what? Yeah, you know, if the printer works, it's no big deal. Just just keep going. Yeah, these Chromebooks, they've been pretty stable. Uh, Excellent. Well, the operating system updates itself as soon as you turn it on and even when it's running in the background. So really, there should be none of that kind of stuff. I would have to say you'd want to investigate, is it the Chrome OS or is it the printer? Somebody's got some answers to that. they got some answering to do, in my opinion. That's not right.
1: Yeah, and and Doug, this is another one over the years we've talked a lot about printers and one of the things i like to start is just completely remove it if i'm i'm having trouble and it's glitchy and this and that just start from scratch and more importantly hopefully you saved your quick start guide on on just starting fresh and pretend like you're taking it new out of the box hooking it up to a computer for the first time. And you should be in pretty good shape. You know, That's you- really great advice.
0: That's the best. And the thing is with, with the Chromebook, if you're set up properly with Google, you don't even have to worry about your data because it's up in the cloud. It'll come back. as insta- The instant that you sign into your account, you're good to go. I really like the Chrome series. I think you're going to do do really good things. And I'm glad you brought, up, brought them up. I don't know if you're aware of this, but Google is working on... A Chrome base. It's a 21.5 inch screen by HP, and it's a it's meant for a family computer. It sits on top of the speaker, two, dual five watts. They're not available yet, but they're coming. An i3 Intel processor, 16 gigs of RAM, and a 256 gig storage. The screen will actually rotate from uh, landscape uh, to. Um, uh, oh, I'm okay. Um, portrait. portrait.
1: Yeah, yeah, and
0: uh, th- they're going to sell for about seven to 800 bucks. Th- th- this is going to be a tremendous little machine. I'll bet you money th- these things are going to fly off the shelf for $800. Bucks.
1: Um, follow up on the printers and the printer theme so far today. If you want to talk about anything computer-related or hardware or software, send your text 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. Um, EcoTank from epson making a real headway people are are happy with them uh the ink is economical you don't have to change cartridges or for that matter buy cartridges a great deal um question on the text line can you use those on an hp Uh, i've got an easy answer i'm sure you do too
0: i think you can i don't think you have a problem with that at all Uh, these things are built to go with multiple models and the manufacturers they will create drivers that will communicate with Windows and your hardware, and the hardware standards are becoming better and better and better. And nearly all of them that you do wireless, it really doesn't have to do so much with, with how it's communicating with the hardware. It's more about how it's communicating with, with with Windows. And Windows is set up so it's taking care of the majority of that. Once you get those things connected to the to the to your Wi-Fi, you're golden. You're good to go.
1: Yeah, and I, I, I think what I meant to say, though, can you use the Eco Tank, the Epson EcoTank ink in an HP oh, printer? No, and I would no, say, no, no, no.
0: Oh, no, no, no. Those are, that's specific for each individual model and make yeah. a, a, a printer. They're, and they do that, well, like HP's toner. HP's toner actually comes with a lubricant inside the toner. There, It's unique. You can get places that will repack them and stuff, but your printer will not last as long. They all have those little technological innovations if you will that make them really really specific i would never recommend putting anything into a printer that it wasn't exclusively designed to take
1: all right doug quick one before a weather update how do i totally uninstall office 2003 from a windows 10 computer how do i get it out of there
0: oh that's interesting um i would suggest that you go to um, locate uh, the Geek Uninstaller, G E E K G W E K Uninstaller. And by the way, the gentleman that wrote that, he lives in Minnesota, so he's, he's one of us. That is a fantastic product. Either that or if you happen to have a Revo Uninstaller, either one of those. This can be daunting, and especially if you set this thing up when you had your computer set up to do an online login. And then later, you say, well, I want a local login because it's safer, and you change that. That's going to get pretty strange. OneDrive or Microsoft will continuously attempt to put that back. Uh, it's um, it's kind of a difficult thing to do, but it can be achieved. And if they have a problem with that, just have them give me a call, and we'll work through it. Now, I've fought with that quite a bit over the years. It, um, it can get you. And most computers today will come with some trial version of Office. Well, and then if you install another one before you take that one off, It's almost like instant confusion, for sure, within a couple of months. So I I, I feel their pain, but
1: there are fixes, and we would get there. All right, quick break. We'll come back with more Tech Talk. Doug is in. Feel free to text the program 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. Doug, right back to the text line. We've got a lot of those lined up. I get my mail through Mailbird. It's not working, and it stopped on August 3rd, so it's been almost a month. Can you tell me what's wrong? I don't know if somebody hacked it.
0: Oh, that's really strange. Um, You'd have to talk to your provider on that, but if you're looking for a change and you want something extremely private, I I like Gmail. You know this. But a lot of people will opt to pay for a little private service called Proton. But something like that, we, you and I, Steve, we have no control over their servers. Um, the it was Mailbird. Is it? I don't know if I've ever played with that. Is that an actual mail? So yeah. the address would be at, at Mailbird.
1: Yeah, I, I I did a search. Mailbird is undoubtedly the best form of desktop email for Windows users. Uh, Mailbird is a desktop email client for Windows Seven, Eight, and Ten, for sending and receiving emails, managing calendar events, and contacts from different email providers. You and I well, are on the same page. Them. And I, I got started on Google a number of years ago. Uh, my wife, they, they use uh, Google services at, at the school district she works at. I'm not going to name names. And then at my full-time job during the week in the printing biz, uh, we use the Google suite of services. So we're, we're kind of locked in there in both our workplaces and at home. Um, but yeah, Ma- Ma- Mailbird's an option, but it's not working. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Other than reaching out to Mailbird, I don't know what else these people can do.
0: Yeah, no, this is, a, you're, you're absolutely right. It's a, it's a client software. So you could, you run it apparently with any email account, even Gmail. Um, you just pop it in there. It's similar to Thunderbird by Mozilla. I have not worked with this, but I'm looking at it and I'm going to download it and take a look at it. Yeah. Chances are it's something simple. Email, once it's set up, you should not be having any problem with that at all, unless, of course, the mail servers having problems, and they do communicate with their servers. I think it has more to do with a, an update pro- problem, uh, possibly some security issue that, that they have maybe one too many antivirus and malware programs running, and it's looking at Mailbird as a potential risk. But you should be getting some error messages. If there's an error message, that would be helpful. And if they don't get that, I'd like to play with this a little bit. That would be good.
1: All right, Doug, uh, we brought this up earlier. Uh, Windows 10 user wanted to get rid of Office. There is a great alternative. We haven't talked about it in a while. But uh, spreadsheets, word processing, etc. Uh hard to beat Libre. I know Google has uh, in in their suite of services, those same types of things. But but Libre is really a good option. You know, Libre
0: and Google fit like a hand in a glove if you're saving your your documents and spreadsheets and your data up to the cloud. Also, people should look and take a look at Free Office, and it's a company out of Germany. This it looks identical, practically, to Microsoft Office. And in fact, I think Microsoft actually wanted to to take a look under the hood to make sure that it wasn't, that their product had not been reverse engineered. And it had not. They built this from the ground up. And I believe that if you purchase it, you can have it free forever. It's kind of a, a trial that will go on forever. But I think if you purchase it, it seems to me for a single copy, it's $30. It's fast, it's clean. It's really good. I'd suggest they look at that one if they're transitioning out of Microsoft Office as well. Libre, you can't beat that with a stick. That's been around for years and years and years. And by the way, Steve, every distribution of Linux that I know of, Libre comes pre-installed in the operating system. And that says a lot when you've got you know, higher tech people that, that are popping that right in just automatic. It's tough to beat Libre. It truly is. I, I agree with that as well. Even if they've got Microsoft Office, they should probably have Libre or OpenOffice so they can open up and switch versions of Office without having to run out and buy another suite for Microsoft. Yeah, good advice, way good advice.
1: Yeah, by the way, Libre, L-I-B-R-E Office, Libre Office is the site for that one. Uh, From our text line, 651-989-9226. Text again, 651-989-9226. We're getting started with Doug here on Tech Talk today. Uh, we'll dig deep into sports, a lot to talk about. Uh, the Vikings, the Loons, Golden for football against Ohio State around the corner. High school sports are getting started. Uh, the Twins tonight against the Brewers, a border battle at Target Field. So a lot of cooking there. And we'll keep an eye on the weather as well as we move through the day. We still can expect some rain Here in the Twin Cities. Uh, Here's one right in our sweet uh, sweet spot, Doug. Uh, Where can I recycle an old laptop and be sure my info saved on it has been deleted or destroyed?
0: Oh, you already know where I'm going. Yeah, Yeah. take that to TechDump. T-E-C-H-D-U-M-P dot O-R-G. Two locations in the Twin Cities. And if you take it in there, put your computer on their bench, they'll wipe it. And they'll give you a certificate that it's been wiped to government standards. And there's no better deal. And if you're a business, they I think you've used them. Have you not,
1: Steve? They've come oh, yeah. out and picked out a crate, a, a pallet full of old equipment. A pallet? How about four gaylords full of oh, old my. monitors and servers? Because we're relocating the business I work for. Uh, we are moving from a facility in Eden Prairie, up to a new one in Brooklyn Park. So you can imagine over 10 years in that building how much stuff we've gathered. And as we were cleaning out and streamlining and getting ready to move, and and granted, there's some new equipment coming into the new building. We're not going to move a bunch of old stuff. And and they came in and not only gave us certificates of destruction, but as you pointed out, that, that any of the hard drives were part of this material we're going to be right wiped, as you pointed out. Uh, there's a fee, and, and but very affordable. And we're, we're talking about, if you're not familiar what a Gaylord container is, it is a pallet with large cardboard walls about three feet high. So imagine a full-size pallet, three feet high, filled with computer stuff, and we had four of those. That's and, a lot, and they took care of all of it, and they dispose of it properly. They they reuse what they can, but otherwise they they dispose of it. it they're great. They're a nonprofit. Go to techtump uh, find out more about what they do. They they do great work. They really do. Um, here we go uh, from our text line. Um, thanks Doug for mentioning on track in Eden Prairie. Had a desktop at home, sitting in the corner for five years with a hard drive broken. Dropped it off, and uh, they were able to retrieve the data. And as you pointed out, uh, that that is a local company that uh, has been doing great work, and they have a worldwide reputation.
0: Oh, they do indeed. Um, They started, if I'm not mistaken, in the mid to late 80s. They have been, since their existence, a forerunner Within this industry, these people know their drives. I know for certain that they've done work for the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, um, MI6, every government on the planet. Uh, they're just absolutely tremendous. You can, I can't say enough good things about Track. And when they moved to the facility over in Eden Prairie, uh, on the other side, of they've always been in Eden Prairie. But when they went over to Flying Cloud Drive and they got bought out, I believe, by Kroll, K-R-O-L-L. That business just expanded just exponentially, and it's just a wonderful place to do business. They will treat you right, no question about it.
1: Yeah, so uh, it's not cheap. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what what the taxer had to spay, uh, spend to get their data back, but it, it was not cheap. And you've been quick to point that out, and, and that's why we always do this public service announcement. Every time you're on the air, back up your data. Absolutely. Back up your data and have Absolutely. multiple platforms. Have some in the cloud. Maybe email the key stuff to another email account. Um, external hard drives, they're dirt cheap right now, Doug. It's its unbelievable how how uh, inexpensive storage is right now. Oh, you
0: know, and the thing is, if people just play around just a little bit, you can actually buy parts on Amazon. You can buy a, a a 256 gigabyte solid state drive. So now it's going to be fast. Buy an external case for nine dollars and build your own. Format it and rock and roll. And depending on how much you want, you just get a bigger two and a half inch solid state drive. The enclosures that come from Amazon for nine bucks—you know—they're toolless. You slide the cover off, you put the hard drive in, you slide it back in, it snaps into place. Pop the cable in, you're good to go. Or you have to format it, but every operating system I know of today, as soon as you put it in, it says that needs to be formatted and just takes off and does it. You, you can build your own if at worst-case scenario. That's a tremendous solution, absolutely tremendous.
1: All right, quick break. We'll come back with more. Uh, 651-989-9226. 651 989 Two two six is the phone number. We have a few minutes left on the program. You want to talk computers, hardware, software, whatever, Doug's a man. How hard is it to add extra RAM to a laptop? We're going to start out uh, this segment, final segment of Tech Talk with that. Doug, uh, how tough is it to open up a laptop and pop extra RAM in there?
0: Yeah, Nearly all of them have a little door on the back, one, two, or three screws, Phillips. You take that off and carefully, gently just lift it up, it snaps off, and there they are. There's two little armatures that hold the ram modules. You push them out very gently. The module will snap up to a 45-degree angle and slide it out. Put the new one in in the same way, make sure it's at that 45-degree angle, firmly push it into that slot and snap it down into the arms. You probably are going to have two modules. Now some laptops have put them underneath the, the keyboards. they're a little bit more difficult. Then you should be able to locate a service manual, go step by step, take your time, make sure there's no interruptions, and I lay out the computer the, the parts and the screws. So I make absolutely certain I put the same screw, back in the same hole, even though they're the same size. They're built with these robots, and some of them, I think, use different torque. And you'll pop it all back together like nobody's business. And memory is one of the least expensive upgrades you could do that will give you a tremendous boost in power. Yeah, and No more speed, but you can open up so many more programs, and you give your operating system room to stretch out and run.
1: Yeah, Doug, what about this thought that, that you should always try and max out your RAM? Good idea, bad idea?
0: I'm not so certain of that. It really okay. depends on how you're using your computer. Yeah, four gigabytes is probably going to do most homeowners just fine. Now, to be safe, go to eight. But to max out, I, some of these computers will go to 256 gigabytes oh, okay. of RAM today. It, it, it was really a waste. And I want to make it clear that whoever thinks that more RAM is gonna make your computer faster. You may see some slight increase in speed, but that's not a speed factor. It's how many programs you can have open up. That's housing your state, static data. And a bigger improvement for speed would be a solid state drive, which we talk about all the time.
1: All right, uh, and and is that doable in a laptop for, for your average do it yourself?
0: Absolutely, and in fact, most solid state drives today off Amazon, they actually come now with imaging software. And you you go to their website, you download it, you get a small little device for eight or ten bucks to plug in the, your new drive, you run the software in an hour, two hours, it's copied all your data, including your operating system. You shut it off, put in the new drive, which is another door on the back, right real close to the RAM usually,
1: fire it up, and you're good to go. Mm, all right. Good stuff. Doug, we've got to run. We're out of time. The hour goes all too quickly. How do people reach you during the week? Uh, phone number or email?
0: Ah, thank you. 651-552-9543. And, of course, admin at wccotech.com. A-D-M-I-N at w c c o t e c h dot 651 651-552-9543. And
1: thank you so much, Steve. All right, Doug, uh, always good to visit with you. There he is, Doug Swin the Heart, on Tech Talk here on Saturdays at News Talk, E3LWCCO. And we, we did get a late one here on Provisor, uh, that free PC cleaner and privacy tool that Doug talks about. P-R-I-V-A-Z-E-R. That's Provisor.